It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder find themselves in a rare position for an NBA team. Why you should celebrate this playoff trajectory, and we'll look ahead at the week ahead for the Oklahoma City Thunder all on today's show. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into why you should be excited about the Thunder nearing the playoff scenario and why making the playoffs is not that that divisive of a subject, at least it shouldn't be. And the rare situation the Thunder find themselves in this season. Plus, we're going to preview the week ahead for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode, including on YouTube. And so we start with the Thunder closing in on the playoffs. And this is something to celebrate. The Thunder right now currently have a better record than the Suns, the Lakers, the Spurs, the Rockets, of course, and they're tied in the win column with the Blazers. They're a half a game out of the play-in standings, the play-in tournament. They're a game and a half out of six seed, which would firmly plant themselves in the playoffs. Obviously, if you if you reach the sixth seed, you avoid the plane entirely, and you just go straight to the big dance. They are eight games out of the fourth worst record in the NBA, which is where they had been the past two years. They're just four games out of home court advantage. So they're closer to having home court advantage than where they were the last two years. They're also closer to having home court advantage for the first round of the playoffs at the four seed than they are to the worst record in the NBA, which is 11 games out. And so if you're still having this inner dialogue and inner conversation about should the Thunder you know, worry more about draft position, should they worry more about where they're going to be at come draft time, When you look at the standings, given how far away they are from getting close to top odds, you know, four, you know, would be where they had been. Bottom three all have the same chance at Victor Mignogna. They can't get to that plateau. So where would you want them to get? Like if you're still holding out hope for the the draft being the main focus, where would you realistically want them to get? The eighth worst record in in the NBA? 
maybe they can get to the sixth worst record of the NBA if they just did everything possible. But even then, there's just simply not enough maneuvering the Thunder can do to make this roster not be able to compete and be that bad. But let's just say they could. Let's just say they could land to the sixth spot. The experience that you gain from letting these players continue to grow and continue to make the play and continue to push for the playoffs is far away better than the sixth best odds in the NBA draft and likely finishing you know with a sixth or seventh or eighth pick. And so the Thunder actually can have the best of both worlds. They can make the play-in and then also just trade a bevy of draft picks to get up to pick number eight or pick number seven or pick maybe number six if they're lucky enough to have all the right circumstances come together. But in the meantime, you're watching SGA play at an MVP level. You're going to watch SGA go to the All-Star game whenever it's in all likelihood Paul George and Kawhi will not be there in all likelihood. And and SGA is putting up 30 points a game, and he's locking in defensively, and he looks like an actual number one superstar. Since December, Josh Giddy is playing like a star as well. He's in the 50-40-90 club in 20 games since December, averaging 17 points, 6 assists, and 8 rebounds per game. They're working together, SGA and Josh Giddy are. The Thunder have found a formula to make that duo work with the minute staggering that they do and then coming in and closing the game out with both of them and SGA, you know, coming in and finishing off the game. Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara has looked awesome and is truly impacting winning as a rookie. I think that what gets lost on a lot of people when you talk about, you know, a rookie making a winning impact, this is a rare set of circumstances in the sense of most rookies are not making winning impacts because they're on such terrible teams that they can't make a winning impact or they're on such good teams that they don't play. Like playing within a really good system in Oklahoma city with really good players around Jalen Williams is making him have a truly winning impact to do the same thing. If Chet Holmgren was healthy. And so the second youngest team in NBA history, who's only ahead of last year's thunder squad, because of course they had to get older than last year's thunder squad. That's kind of how age works. They're the second youngest team in NBA history. They're playing this well without Chet Holmgren, who has not played all year. They're playing this well without Jeremiah Robinson Earl, without Alexei Pokashevsky, and without their other lottery pick in Usman Jang. They don't have a true rim protector. They don't have somebody down low to get rebounds. They just are do not have a true center for the majority of their minutes that they play. When you factor that all in, then this Thunder team deserves a ton of credit for what they're doing, but also a ton of praise. Because if they're good enough to to make this run, if they're good enough to make the playoffs, given all of those obstacles in their way, then you just have to let it ride. And you have to let this team enjoy it, let this team see how far it can take them. Because even if you, instead of picking at 6 or 7 or 8, you're picking at 12 or 13 or 16, You're going to add back in Chet Holmgren to next year's roster. Plus, you're going to have the ammunition to trade up to a more appeasing draft slot or just simply take a nice player at 16 and move on about your business. But the Thunder, in all likelihood, will be able to make the play-in or the playoffs due to how well they play with energy and effort every single night relentlessly and 
the fact that they have the easiest schedule remaining in the NBA, one of the easiest, depending on what sites you look at. Some of them have different formulas for that. Some of them have the Thunder like 28th easiest. Some of them have 30, you know, so it's the easiest, whatever the case is. Um, but nonetheless, it, every site is consistent in saying it's one of the easiest, either first or second easiest remaining in the NBA. And so I think that this Thunder team is going to reach that play-in plateau, and it should not be anything that is of any concern to you. You shouldn't worry about the draft pick. You should just celebrate the fact that this Thunder team is going to get that play-in exposure, both on the national scene and just individually. I mean, think about what the play-in did for the Memphis Grizzlies when they got there against Portland the first year of the play-in. And then eventually went and played Utah. And sure, they flamed out in the first round against Utah. But there were still key developmental moments within those series. And I think that it'd also be awesome just as a personal sense of pride or whatever you want to call it, that after all the talk from the national media, of all the black eye in the league, all the horrendous rebuilding nonsense that the, that the national media talked, for this team to have never finished with a bottom three record in the league, and then for this team to have only missed the playoffs twice, that would be a huge accomplishment as well. And I think that that would be well worth the squeeze of the juice in its own right. But coming up, we're going to talk about the rare situation that the Thunder find themselves in. We're going to discuss the NBA trade deadline and Chet's videos on TikTok and Instagram, plus preview the week ahead for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But first, I want to say right now, better good friends over at Rocket Money, folks. If your New Year's resolution and your New Year's goal is to manage your budget better and save money, you need Rocket Money. So say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized methods of managing your money and say hello to Rocket Money. It's the better way to hack your finances in 2023. Rocket Money, which is formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that allows you to cancel your unwanted subscriptions, monitor your spending, and help you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they just simply forgot about. Like that streaming service you bought just for that one show to watch and now it's all gone. Like that free trial that you forgot to turn off the auto-renew and you just haven't even noticed yet. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as clicking a button. Simply find the subscriptions you do not want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No one and no longer is going to hold you to all these random and tedious emails and back and forth bad customer service. Rocket Money will just simply do it for you and take care of all of that tedious process. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money and save on average up to $720 a year. So make sure you check it out because we've all been there, right? We've all forgot about subscriptions. We've all forgot about uh, different avenues of spending money and it racks up quick. It racks up quick. And so let Rocket Money help you. T- so you stop throwing away money and you go there right now and check out their subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. The Thunder find themselves in quite the rare situation because we're all on Twitter and social media and Reddit and whatever form that you love the most. We're all out there and we're all looking at the standings and seeing how far away they are from the playoffs, seeing how far away they are for the play-in, seeing, okay, who won tonight, who lost tonight. Did Minnesota fall again? Uh, you know, what, what happened with the Lakers? Like, we're all checking all that out and keeping tabs on it. And yesterday, watching the, the Jazz and Wolves and watching the Rockets and Lakers, right? But this is the rare exception to the rule when it comes to standing watching. Because it doesn't really matter for the Thunder in the sense of it's a win-win. And, and I, I find you a hard-pressed cop for this. Like, I, I don't think you can find one where someone is standing watching and it doesn't really affect their well-being. Because oftentimes when it comes to watching the standings and, and trying to see, okay, where's, where's your team joshing for position? Either A, it's because that your franchise is on the brink of disaster. Or either B, you just simply don't even look at the standings ever. Like, that's usually the two ways you look at the standings. Either you don't look at it at all and are apathetic and don't care, or you feel like your franchise is on the brink of something, and oftentimes it's disaster. Like, think of the way that the Suns fans, think of the way that the Laker fans, the Wolves fans, the Blazers fans, the Warrior fans, the Clipper fans, think of the way that they, every morning, check the standings. Every morning, they check the standings and go, oh, no, oh, no, this is not good. Think of the way that... Thunder fans used to check the standings, you know, especially during that crazy season, um, the year that the Thunder played Portland in the playoffs, and it was changing. The matchup was changing every day. Every second it was changing. You're, you're checking the standings saying, okay, we've we got to get out of the first round this year. Got to get out of the first round this year. Who do we want? Who do we want? And most of us were saying we wanted the Blazers, and that did not pan out very well. But still, you're checking them with the anticipation and with the vigor because you know something is on the line here. Or you're just simply not looking at them at all. The Thunder are well aware and cognitive of the standings watch, and so are, you know, of course, the fan base. But it doesn't really mean anything. Because if the Thunder continue this hot streak and they make the play in the playoffs, that is great. It's fun. I just laid all that out for you in the first segment. But if they don't make the playoffs and they stumble down the stretch as a very young team, well, you've given this team a glimpse of what they could be. You've given these young players a taste of their potential in this last stretch since December and especially since the turn of the calendar year. While not quite reaching that plateau, so obviously you increase your lottery odds, which we discussed earlier, but you're going to get a lottery talent by missing the playoffs, and you're going to add Chet Holmgren to this team next year, plus a whole nother summer of development for your young players. And we've seen what summers can do for guys like Josh Giddy, guys like SGA, and just NBA players in general. And if you do make the playoffs, that's valuable experience for a young team. I think that this is also a rare position where simply making the play-in is enough. I think that oftentimes we have this disdain for the play-in of like, well, what's it really mean to play one more game or two more games? For this Thunder team, it would mean a lot. And they have that rare mix of youth and development and teaching lessons each and every game that other teams, you know, have kind of already surpassed or, or, you know, or, or kind of blown by in their process of team building. The Thunder can still really use a true game where it's it's you versus your opposition. It's game planning for that opposition and their game planning for you. It's full intensity, full speed. There's no excuses. 
Because I've mentioned the lazy narrative of, well, the Thunder are only winning because people, you know, are overlooking them. No, they're winning because they're going out and punching people in the mouth with their, you know, relentless effort and and their ability to bring, you know, defensive effort every single night, which is just taboo in the NBA nowadays. But that that excuse goes out the window whenever you play in the playoffs and you play in the play-in. Because no matter what people say about the play-in, even if you're facing LeBron and, and all his career achievements, he's going to want to win the play-in game, especially against the Thunder. And that goes for every single team in the world. If you make the play-in, you're going to want to win it. So the Thunder will then have a game where they are game planning for their opposition, which for the Thunder, all, that excuse of the Thunder always saying, hey, we're not looking at individual matchup, that also goes out the window. You have to look at an individual matchup. So you have to see how Mark and how the players zoom in on one specific team. And for the national media, their excuse of they're only winning because the teams are overlooking them, that goes out the window because there's no way you overlook a playoff opponent. And so when those two things collide, even if it's just for one game, that is valuable experience to understand how, how you know, that, that dynamic works. Also, for the Thunder, the one-game experience, the playoffs, it's a slower game. They're, they're played more in the half court. Can the Thunder still get out and run when it's a playoff environment? And there's no doubt that playing in a play-in game or playoff game is a game of consequence that these young, te- that these young players have not really felt yet. And so... For, for all those combination of things, that's why that for the Thunder specifically, making the play-in is actually valuable. It's not just one game. And this is a rare set of circumstances where Thunder fans, not that they don't care, but it's not life or death. Like, it's not, it is not, oh gosh, the Thunder have to do something. It's just, okay, if, if they get in, that's great. Let's let's go pack the pick. Let's go, let's go support this team. If they start to stumble a little bit, it's okay. Let's focus on the draft and, and get back because, you know, we don't have Chet Holmgren yet. And, and if they add him back, they're going to be even more awesome. And this was good enough for this season. So either way, no one will be disappointed when this season ends. The, the, there is only high upside when this season ends. And so that is the beauty of where the Thunder sit right now as it's currently constructed. But place your bets down below and let me know. Do you think that the Thunder will or will not make the play-in slash playoffs. Honestly, I think that they will. I think that this young team will continue to develop and grow on the fly. They'll eventually get back Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who tweeted out yesterday about wanting to play basketball again. They're eventually going to get back Pokashevsky. You don't hear in like, what is it, like five more weeks or four more weeks from now. And Usman Jang is already doing on-court stuff and just kind of trying to get his conditioning back, trying to get his um, range of motion back and, and get kind of accolated back to playing NBA basketball. So he's doing better. And I think that that all makes the Thunder better, especially whenever you add in a more traditional center and everyone kind of goes back to their more natural positions like Kenny Hustle, even though Kenny Hustle's been doing great at a small ball five position. Nonetheless, I think that they will. I think that these other teams will kind of fade a little bit in a mixture of that plus the Thunder having the easiest schedule remaining of, of these wannabe play-in or playoff teams. So it's just a perfect storm, I think, for the Thunder to actually make the play-in or the playoffs. That's where I'm at. Where are you at? Leave down below in the comment section. Because honestly, there is no wrong answer or opinion on this subject because despite all the positive things, they're still a young team. And what have we been, what have we been saying all year and before the year on this podcast? Young teams struggle to close out games, struggle to win games. They have not struggled as of 2023. They've been awesome at that. But in general, as a standard NBA rule across the NBA, that's what happens to young teams. Can the Thunder continue to buck that trend or not? I think that they will. But if they fall into that trend, you can't really be stunned. 
right? So what do you think? Drop below in the comment section on YouTube or on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. Now coming up, we'll talk about the trade deadline. We'll talk about Chet Holmgren's social media posts and we'll discuss the week ahead for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But first, I want to say right now, a better good friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, trends on every professional amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season, baseball, basketball, World Cup, all that fun stuff at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. You're always going to have the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your betting information by going there right now on their website today or even using your mobile device. BetOnline is where the game starts, and it's this easy, folks. You type in BetOnline, boom, it opens up their sports book. You go to sports, and then from there, you just simply click on basketball, and you can bet on actual NBA games like tonight's game, Raptors at Bucks. Raptors are plus four and a half. Or... You can bet on the more interesting avenue of sports, which I love. For example, when will LeBron James break Kareem's all-time points record? Will it be before or after February the 9th? And how will LeBron James break the all-time points record? Will it be a two-point shot? Will it be a free throw? Or will it be a three-point shot? That is, right now, a favorite of two-point shot at minus 250. So you can bet on that fun stuff over there at BetOnline. But online, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you. For your second listen, check out the Game to Game Podcast for a nightly recap of everything that happens around the association. So the NBA trade line is rooming, looming and... Obviously, right now, the Thunder are playing great basketball, which has led to a ton of talk on social media. And to that, I would say, relax. I don't think that this team will add anything. I think that there, that there maybe could be a nothing swap where you swap Baisley for a, another expiring deal. It's either more money and you get a draft pick involved or just a simple Hamadou Diallo for Shumakalu swap that doesn't really matter for anything involved. Like, it's a fake second-round pick. It doesn't really have any value to it. Like, whatever the case is. I think that's the most excitement you're going to get come deadline season, despite how good this team is playing right now. I think that there's no real sense to rush this and no real sense to to push any sort of buttons or no real sense to cash in any chips during the trade deadline. There just isn't a need to. Because you don't even know how this team will play with Chet Holmgren. You simply do not want to add somebody that will that will detract from how, this team, uh, how good this team can play with Chet Holmgren. And also, in general, like... The Thunder should not add anything right now, and especially it's hard to make these sweeping, you know, in-season trades now versus the summertime. And so I just don't think that the deadline will have anything for the Thunder to, to add. And I'm not sure how exciting this year's deadline will be in general. I always get amped up for the deadline. I always get excited for it. But I'm just not sure, like, what this deadline specifically has to offer. But in general, just relax. Like, I don't think there's going to be any big move. Uh, maybe I'm surprised by that. St. Presti is one for surprises. But if I was betting right now, I would just bet on this being the Thunder team for the rest of the year and, and move forward like that. Uh, also, Chet Holmgren 
speaking of relaxing, is posting these cool workout videos on Instagram earlier. Did one on TikTok yesterday. Um, look, I love what we're seeing from Chet Holmgren. I love the participating in shooting drills at practice. Um, I love the, the the shooting after practice, which he's done. He's got a scooter. Uh, he's done it the entire time after practices is shooting on a scooter. You can find those clips on social media, including at Ryland underscore styles. But again, this isn't, this is not anything to get over the moon about in the sense of he's progressing really well. He's, he's staying on track. Everything's going according to plan, according to the thunder. I can promise you that, that the thunder have told all of us, everything is going according to plan. With that being said, according to plan means the plan is still next season. And it'll be just like the Pelicans and Zion. Remember that dunk that Zion had last, uh, you know, what was it? April or so. And the Pelicans still did not play him in the playoffs. If this team is lucky enough to make the playoffs in advanced passive playing tournament, I still don't think that the Thunder will, will put Chet Holmgren on the floor. Like he's not going to play until next year. Like even the verbiage from the Thunder themselves, both publicly and privately has not been like ahead of schedule. It's been on track. He's, he's pacing really well. He's on, he's on course for that return date of next season, which they've been very transparent about since, since the injury. And so I, I just think that it's fun to watch the videos and tweet them out and, and like and enjoy them. But if you take that as a sign he's going to play this year, I think you're interpreting it wrong. It's just a sign of him being on track, and it's our little glimpses into him being on track. It's still good. It's still fun. It's still fun to analyze. But I just don't want anyone to get so you know, invested or like not invested, but so like caught up in the air of, of oh my gosh, he's working out and turning that into he's going to play this season. He's not. He, I don't think he's going to play this season. I think it'll be another case of like Zion last year, was progressing incredible, was dunking and, and having these highlight dunks on his Instagram stories, but the Pelicans still didn't play him because they're they're protecting their investment. They're protecting the player from themselves because the players are always going to want to play beforehand. Like the players are always going to want to play before they're ready. That's what high competitors do, and especially in Zion's case and now Chet's case, whenever you're feeling really good, you're, you're, you're 90% done with your rehab, wherever the number is at that time of the playoffs that they roll around, and your team's in the playoffs, and you just want to help them win so bad, especially for a guy like Chet, who's actually stayed engaged with the Thunder and have stayed stayed traveling with them, have stayed um, practicing with them, have stayed on the bench with them, and, and, and not just sitting on the bench, but he's in every timeout huddle. He's he's standing up on every three ball. He's, he's really, truly buying into this team in every way that he can possibly help. For someone like that, to feel like they're close to getting back on the floor and then to see their team in the playoffs and maybe see their team needs what he can provide them in that play in that specific playoff series. It's going to be hard for them to sit on the bench, obviously, and the player's going to want to play, but you've got to protect them from themselves at some point. And I think that this this thing is still just simply progressing on track, which we should be lucky that it's even doing that, you know, and, and, and thankful it's even doing that. So I think that this, this, this is going to provide a lot of patience for Thunder fans. Like you have to have patience at the deadline, patience at the Chet Holmgren thing. And then next year, you let caution go to the wind, and it's full force. But this year, it's just patience and let it ride out and see how this thing finishes. But this week ahead, the Thunder will be in uh, in Oklahoma City taking on the Pacers, who have no Terry Halliburton. It's the first home game in 10 days, and so hopefully you all go out and support this team and give them that energy from the first game back from the road trip. But this game... I think will be a track meet. Even without Terry Halliburton, the Pacers play with a lot of pace. Uh, and so the Thunder, obviously, with top three pace in the NBA. And I think that the Pacers and Thunder will get into a track meet in OKC. Friday, 
at the Kings. It's a West Coast travel with a day off in between, so that kind of helps a bit, but still playing on the West Coast is difficult for everyone involved, including podcasters. And so you go at the Kings, and they're legitimately good this year, so that's going to be a tough game. And then Sunday is at the Nuggets, which, tough place to play, the altitude, all that fun stuff, but you also just never know who the Nuggets are going to play or sit or, or how much intensity that they're going to bring. Remember last year whenever just Jokic played but did not look any sort of good at all, just looked completely checked out? Like, what if they bring that attitude back to this game? So Sunday is still, like, up in the air for me of, like, who should be the favorite because we got to see the injury reports and we've got to see the intensity from the Nuggets. But you need, I think, one win from, from this stretch to, to be a successful week. One win, likely at home tomorrow. But one win, and then you move forward. The best case scenario is, of course, all three wins. Like, this is a week where you truly can win all three games. The worst case scenario is you stumble after a couple days off against the Pacers to get kicked back into gear. And then, you know, the Kings and, and Nuggets, who are two teams that are just better than you on paper, like, they just win at home. And they protect their home court and hold serve. Like, and so then you don't win any games this week, but it, there's a pretty logical reason for why not. And then you try to return home and, and see what you can do past that. But... Let me know also your predictions for the week ahead for OKC. But that's it for today's show. On tomorrow's show, we're going to have a preview with Tony East and also uh, talk about what to expect from the Pacers and Thunder matchup. We'll talk about all that coming up on tomorrow's show. Until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.